Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into some Chicago Bulls as the Bulls continue their hot streak, 6-2 and two on the season, beating the Utah Jazz, the undefeated Utah Jazz on Saturday, uh, proving that you know our beginning uh, pillow schedule uh, wasn't a fluke. Um, we also came back from... 18 points down on Monday to defeat Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. A uh, big fiasco there at the end. Marcus Smart calling out all his teammates. It was awesome. Um, Bulls showing their resiliency on the road. Uh, and ultimately staying at top of the East, tied with the Sixers, who they did lose to yesterday, but had their chance for revenge on Saturday, who are also 6-2. and two. Um, So lots to talk about with the Chicago Bulls. They're back. They're here to stay. Don't get me horny. Don't get me excited. Um, but... We're also going to talk some MLB. Atlanta Braves, world champions, first time since 1995, had a .3 chance to win uh, the World Series uh, before the All-Star break. Uh, as they went into the All-Star break, under 500, only the second team ever to go into the All-Star break under 500 and to win a World Series. Uh, so congrats to Atlanta Braves. Uh, I really don't like them as being a Nationals fan, but I threw that aside this year because the Nats were trash. Uh, Nats got their turn against the Astros. Now it's the Braves' turn. So suck at Astros. Can't get past the NL East. Uh, and of course, we're going to finish off with some Fickner Cup fantasy pod. Uh, as as I said last week, it's officially the witching hour. It's do or die. It's anyone's game in Fickner land. So I want to start off the pod again by talking bulls. Uh, as you saw my title... Uh, another Stacy King quote. Uh, I literally just like, I mean, I know most of Stacy quotes, but if I'm going to, uh, you know, put one as my title on my pod, I got to, you know, make sure it's, you know, grammatically correct and all that. Um, but yeah, gotta step back and kiss myself. If you literally go, you know, if you Google Stacy King quotes, there's so many good quotes there. Uh, drive home safely, obviously is a good one. Um, he's starting to come up with some new ones. I'm, my dad was saying that he was talking about what with Io about kissing his cheeks. I mean, like, and I'm, you know, that's hilarious. I don't, I didn't remember hearing that. He must have said, like, right there in the game uh, when Io was draining against the Celtics at the end of the game. Uh, but I'm going to have to look at that one. He's going to start having some, you know, he said some Caruso ones, uh, you know. And so this is, like, him and Adam Amin are, they're gelling right now because the Bulls are winning. And the a winning basketball team makes the announcers so much better because they're obviously more into it. There's more to say. There's more, you know, excitement all the time. So I love this right now. It's good vibes uh, in Chicago. Six and two for the Bulls right now. Six and two. We're staying calm here in Chicago. Um, but this is like, you know, yeah, we had some cupcake wins in the beginning. Pistons twice. Pels. Um, but we went on the road and beat the Raptors. They're killing it right now. They're five and three. Um, so that's a huge win. Um, 
on the road at Boston. Another great win. Utah Jazz. All right. Handing them their first loss of the season. And then we also only lost to the Knicks by one. Had a chance for the win. We came back, showed um, some tremendous fight. And then our loss uh, at Philly last night. I mean, that's just a fluke. I mean, the Bulls played so bad. No energy. They still came all the way back and tied the game. Uh, couldn't get it done. But Sixers always tough in Philly. We're going to get our revenge on Saturday when they come to Chicago. No doubt in my mind. Um, we're not losing to Philly twice. And Beats never lost to the Bulls. He's so due for a loss. Uh, and, and the Bulls didn't look happy after they they lost either. So, like, in the good way. Like, they're like, all right, we're going to come back out on Saturday show this team what's up. Um, the Sixers had, God, like, gorgeous Niang just not missing from three. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was balling. Seth Curry. Uh, fucking uh, Andre Drummond off the bench. He's pretty solid. Um, but the Bulls, the Bulls look good, you know, down the stretch. I wasn't actually able to watch the second half. I was at work. Uh, but the first time I watched it wasn't too. But here's the thing: like, I wasn't like freaking out because I know what they can be now. And so when they're, you know, every team's going to be slumping like for a half or so or a game, a couple games. It's the NBA. Uh, but you know the Bulls. I'm not worried about the Bulls. They look good. As I as I said, the Bulls are back. Stacy's back. Everyone's been texting me like, give me Stacy quotes. I haven't heard this in so long. You know, I used to get text all the time. You know, give me a hot sauce. You know, when when the Bulls were winning. And I'm starting to get those vibes again. Uh, it's 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 a sexy time to be a Bulls fan after uh, we made these moves in the offseason. I wasn't sure, you know, when we made the moves, you know, to get Caruso, Demar, Lonzo. I I can't say I was jumping out of my seat because I, you know, I wasn't like any of those guys have like, you know, a super winning track record. DeRozan probably has the most, but he never really did anything. You know, playoff wise in Toronto, which is why they traded him to the Spurs. You know, for Kawhi, they got that championship, got those dubs. Uh, but so, and then everyone's got forgotten about DeRozan. He's been in, this, in San Antonio. He's actually been killing it. Um, I was looking back. I thought, and he, I mean, yeah, the Spurs weren't doing anything, but he was a big reason why they were anywhere near relevant. Uh, as you can see this year, they're not very good. Um, obviously, missing DeRozan, key part of that team. Um, also, they I, I think they lost Patty. Yeah, they lost Patty Mills to Brooklyn. So. Yeah, Spurs will probably be trashed this year. Um, or, you know, maybe they'll find a way to be good because Popovich is actually, you know, a pretty decent coach. Um, but, you know, I think that the Bulls, you know, their ceiling is way higher uh, than what I thought, uh, which makes it so much more fun to be a Bulls fan right now. I mean, they're just winning relentlessly. And they're coming back like I've never seen. I've never seen the Bulls come back like, like they did in Boston. They're the first team... In the shot clock era, to be down fourteen going into the fir- or the fourth quarter and to win by at least fourteen. I mean, they didn't allow the Celtics to grab one defensive rebound in the fourth quarter. Think about that. The Bulls literally outscored the Celtics like thirty nine to eleven uh, that quarter, and it was worse than that. It was you know the Boston had a couple scrub points at the end of the game. I mean, the Bulls. I mean, they their defense, their second unit. Um, with, you know, Bradley, Desumu, Caruso, um, Derek Jones Jr. I mean, give credit to Billy Donovan. He is shaping this team. You know, he is crafting these wins. I mean, he you you, you start to think, okay, what does a, a a basketball coach really do, you know, for a team? And, you know, making lineups is, you know, definitely one of them. Uh, so, huge win for the Bulls on Monday. Uh, as I said, lost the Sixers last night, but... We're coming back on Saturday to get that revenge game. Let's go, Bulls.
Windy City fucking Bulls. The Atlanta Braves, now world champions in the world. World champions in the world. Don't know if that's grammatically correct here, but we ride. We ride. Um, but, yeah, as I was saying in the intro, I mean, first I mean, first World Series wins since 1995, breaking the curse. Uh, whatever. I, mean, every, I feel like every baseball team has a curse. You know, Boston's breaking the curse. The White Sox and the Cubs both broke their curse curses uh this century so everyone's got a curse in baseball it's so fucking hard to win another world series so once you do it it, it but like when you do like you I mean c- coming from you know my recent my recent uh, but the nationals recent win in 2019 like it feels so good but then once you you know you win it's like it's like, then now what do i do do i just get really drunk and celebrate or you know just look forward to next year watch the videos um, but you know, it's probably not going to happen again for a while. Um, so that's why teams like the Dodgers, you know, Astros, so spoiled. Yeah, they might not win every year, but they're right there every year. You know, just to, like, you know, they're, they're, they're so used to it now. Like, even like a team like the Red Sox, they're always there. They're so, fans are so spoiled. They get so many. And, and to be fair to the Red Sox, they had a long drive no winning. Um, you know, the curse of the Big Bang Mino. So they're, I'll take them off my list of that. But, like, you know, Dodgers Astros are so unlikable. They got all these good guys, and they're always right there. Um, which you know, as a fan, that's all you can ask for because having a winning season year after year after year. You know, the White Sox having a winning season this year felt great because it's like it was the last time we've had a winning season. You know, and I expect the next five six years to be like that. But you know, it takes it takes a run. I mean, the Nationals went to the playoffs with Harper like four times, three or four times. Never could win a playoff round. I mean, and they were good. The Nationals were really good, so it's so hard to win. It just takes the right team. And, you know, the Nationals, the year they won it, I didn't think that team was going to win at all. They were, again, they were just like the Braves. They were shitty at the All-Star break or, you know, the first month of the season. I mean, they were trash. Uh, but then here, you know, here they are. You know, they just got a couple guys, got a couple pitchers, good to go. You know, it stayed pretty healthy. You know, their core guys, you know, Rendon, Soto, Strasburg, Scherzer, uh, for the most part. So, I mean... It just takes a team. I mean, the Braves team was, I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. But, like, maybe Acuna going out was the only reason they won. And I'm, and, I, and I'm sticking to that. I mean, I'm not saying, obviously, Acuna would have helped this team. There's no doubt in my mind. But look at the facts here. You lose Acuna. You then go out and get Jorge Soler, who was the World Series MVP. You got Jock Peterson, who you wouldn't be without. Uh, as he was the MVP of the Brewers series, hitting like two pinch hit home runs, you know, go ahead, go, you know, actually the first one wasn't a go ahead, but you know, he had like two or three home runs in that series, you know, mostly pinch hitting, best pinch hitter of all time, I guess. You had Adam Duvall uh, and Eddie Rosario, who were huge in the Dodgers series. So all those guys they went out and got because they lost Cunha, won them, you know, or had a big reason why they won. Um, the championship. And, you know, of course, they had Freddie Freeman. You know, they have Freddie Freeman. Um, they had Albies. So they didn't really do much. Really, he was just solid. Uh, but F- Freddie Freeman, five postseason home runs. Um, he, you know, he was, the, I mean, he's the heart and soul of the team. So you have a guy like him, you add a few guys. Um, obviously, Acuna's coming back, so that should only help them, you know, for next year uh, and years to come. But we'll see. I'm not sure exactly what sort of contracts these guys have on the Braves. So, We'll see where those four additions end up um, next year. But ultimately, the Braves, the pieces just fell in the hand. Credit to their GM. 
credit to their GM. You know, their, their pitching staff was awesome too. Um, losing Uncle Charlie first game, you think, oh God, you need him. But nope, Max Free comes up huge after having an awful game too. So, I mean, pitching was, was awesome for Braves. You can't really explain baseball ultimately. It's it's either your year or it's not your year. And unfortunately, it's only some you know one team's year every year. Riddles rant of the week. My riddles rant of the week this week. It's it's an easy one. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, being diagnosed. I was gonna say being diagnosed with COVID. I, I, I guess that's the proper way to say it. Uh, but has COVID. Won't play uh, on Sunday versus the Chiefs. Um, it's a huge loss, obviously, for the Packers. They're, they're seven and one, but you know it's a marquee game. You you want to see Rodgers play. Uh, but the key here is that he's not vaccinated. Uh, when asked earlier about if if he was vaccinated, like before the season, he said he was immunized uh you know whatever that means um uh, I, I actually was looking at stuff on it you know so the doctors you know immunized him and i'm like <laughs> oh my god like he's just being so like that's like the polite way of saying i'm not vaccinated uh, i don't really care well i do care in the fact that dude like if you're a professional athlete in my opinion i, I mean first of all everyone should be should, should get vaccinated you know, I, I don't usually talk about that type of stuff on the podcast. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm not going around asking people. I just, you know, if you are, if you are, you're not, if you're not, I'm not getting into your business. You know what? For for the people that aren't getting vaccinated, you're right. It is your choice. It is your choice. And it's not my place to tell you to get it or not. I just think, you know, it's the safe thing to do these days. I think most, most people have it for a reason. Um, I know I got COVID once. Uh you know, I could get it again, uh, but I definitely, you know, I'm confident in this vaccine. I don't know. That's why I got it. It's, RMT has it. It's out there. Um, sue me. Uh, but if you're a professional athlete, you got to have it. I mean, you're costing your team uh, wins, and it's just not good. You know, COVID's one of those things where it's been a lot less, you know, when sports started back up and COVID was still going, everyone was, you know, teams were dropping like flies. Uh, and you're like, shit, that team's out for COVID. Those two guys are out. Now it's like, you know, sparingly every – and, you know, it's been good to see that, okay, if somebody has it, it's not like the whole team has it, you know, or, you know, oh, they're sitting next to each other on the flight. But, I mean, at, at the same time, if Rodgers did have you do have to look out for that, you know, contact tracing and whatnot. Uh, but just a giant blow, you know. But it's also an opportunity for Jordan Love to show what he's going to bring to the Packers because he's going to be the future. So maybe this is, like, honestly, a blessing that Rodgers got COVID so then Love can show the world. I mean, he might – I mean, so now they're saying that Pac, you know, I mean, since he's not vaccinated, it's it's it's, it's a different protocol for Rodgers. So he can, only, you know, with pending negative tests, he, he can come back November thirteenth, I think. Uh, but it's just a weird situation again. It's, I mean, no one likes to see it. It's just kind of you know funny though. At the same time, not funny that he got COVID, but of course it's Rodgers. You know, it's just the guy that's been talked about the whole year in the off season. He's been the hot topic. Always is a hot topic in the NFL. Uh, but he kind of does it on himself. You know, low key. I mean, if you're gonna hold out, people are gonna. And you're Aaron Rodgers. People are gonna talk about it. No one's gonna f- ignore that. It's the way it is. Um, and you know, pretty much. You know, when you had when you're that good, you have the spotlight you on all the time. So the COVID thing is just. It's another chapter in the Aaron Rodgers saga. Um, we'll see how the Packers come back from this. I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Jordan Love will go off for fifty, which I hope he does because I have Rodgers in a fantasy league. 
Northside need a win this year or this year. Well, I would love a win this year, but this week against Who's Your Daddy? We're both four and four. Uh, shout out Mitch Lewis, hashtag Riggins. Uh, Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights is now uh, in dog mode as Hoosier got a new dog. Name Riggins. Sexy little thing. Um, but aside, I need Jordan Love to go off because he was the only good quarterback available to pick up. So fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Let's go, Jordan Love. Chief or Spotlight of the Week. My G4 spotlight of the week definitely was attending the Bears game on Sunday. Uh, my boy Matt Hash hooking it up uh, with free tickets, club level. I uh, was sick. And we went tailgating before. Yeah, Bears lost. Uh, and we had money lines. You know, of course we had money lines. Uh, don't regret that decision at all. Bears should have won that game. Um, but I haven't been to a Bears game in so long. That'll probably be my only Bears game uh, this year. Uh, because, yeah. You know, I'd rather just sit on the couch and watch Red Zone, being perfectly honest. Uh, this was probably the last. I mean, thank God the weather was pretty nice. It wasn't that cold. Uh, I mean, we came prepared with the winter jacket uh, and whatnot. But it was like probably the last bearable game you could go to as uh, a fan where you're not be like, fuck, I'm freezing. I don't, I, I don't have that Bears passion to be like, I don't care how cold it is. M- maybe if they were super good, I would. But they're not. So just watching the Bears lose miserably in the cold sounds like hell. Uh, so I'll have them on the side screen from now on in my living room uh, with you know with the red zone on the big screen. Uh, but it, I had a great time. We tailgated before, um, got hammered you know out of nowhere, fi- fireball shots just being delivered from the neighbor tailgaters who were like 60, so that they've obviously been doing it for 40 years. Uh, but that was fun. Played a little Thunderstruck, got both solos. Uh, was able to handle it, though. Uh, was scared that I was going to maybe, you know, you know, I had a burger you know, about 30 minutes before, so we were a little nervous, but, you know, worked out. Burger was fire. We had this little grill uh, right on the ground, which is perfect, uh, courtesy of Hash. Uh, so, a great day. Uh, you know, it was a noon game, so we got back by, like, 4.30. We're still, we're still able to hang out the rest of the day. Um, but, you know, great Sunday uh, for football. Uh, fields look good. Defense did not. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's about the experience, baby. It's about the experience. You think those Bears fans have been taking for 30 years? Do it because the Bears are good? No, they do it, uh, you know, because it's fun. They do it for the boys. They do it for the passion. My flick of the week this week. I'm taken to an instant classic, early 2000s. Uh, Russell Crowe, Gladiator. Uh, I've seen it a million times. Uh, I tried watching it last week with my girlfriend. Not not really, you know, like a, you know, Allie was like, oh, is this going to be, is there dragons? You know, is it Game of Thrones? No, it's not Game of Thrones. Uh, but, you know, I understand how it's kind of a kind of a guy movie, um, you know, lots of action the whole time, uh, lots of blood, uh, you know. Basically, basically, it's just Coliseum fighting, uh, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, it's two and a half hours. We did not finish it, but I did not need to. I've seen it so many times. Uh, her, room, her roommate Justin, uh, who you know, I kind of set that up with him. Uh, she kind of, kind of felt left out uh, because we kind of planned it, and she was like, "Well, yeah, you know, maybe I'll watch it." I'm like, "Well." I knew you wouldn't be that into it, uh, so, uh, but she's fine with it. She's fine. Uh, kind of could tell, like you know, she wasn't thrilled with it. And then she kind of like, well, no, I like it. I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to like it. I'll finish it on my own time. Um, lots of other movie nights to come uh, in the Kenmore house. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Gladiator. If you haven't seen it, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, Maximus uh, is 
as as what his name is in the in the movie um the the emperor wants him to be king uh instead of his own son you know once he dies and his son obviously Joaquin Phoenix uh doesn't care too much for that so um yeah you have to I, I don't want to spoil anything but ultimately uh Russell Crowe uh must uh defend himself uh and survive uh, because you have Joaquin Phoenix coming after him so he has to survive all his coliseum fighting um and I know it doesn't make much sense from what I just told you about wanting to be king, but you have to just watch it. It's a it's a good movie, great characters, uh, great development. Um, it just kind of shows you, okay, wow, like every world that has been lived is fucked up. And you know, there's there's people that want power, that are hungry for power, they'll do anything to get it. Um, and, it's, and and to some people, power isn't what makes them happy. You know, their family is, you know, the life they live is what makes them happy, and they're content with that. Uh, but obviously those two worlds collide with one with one another, which what makes a good movie. Uh, so watch Gladiator if you haven't seen it. I'm sure most people have seen it already, but it's an instant classic. It's on Netflix, you know, so most people have Netflix, so just turn it on and watch it. Won't regret it. Maybe watch maybe ask the girlfriend first if you have you know, if you're gonna watch it with her because you know, she might they might not want it. They might not want that smoke. The bet of the week this week. The bet of the week is back. We have not done it in so long. We're trying to like, you know, I was trying to like not bet as much, you know, and now we're back. You know, units are good. DraftKings is good. Staying calm. So we're back. You know, we're going to put a bet out there for the world uh, to tail. I've actually started making a spreadsheet uh, of my bets, uh, courtesy of the Aces model template. Uh, I'm not putting it on Twitter or anything, uh, but just, you know, it's, it's fun for myself to, just to track myself and where I'm at. Uh, took me like 45 minutes to make last night but it's fun it's fun to do uh i mean i suggest if you're betting a lot uh keep track of like of like your running units so you know like you know what you're up or what you're down so you know it determines like how much you're betting or what you're betting on so i mean most people know they just don't want to know but i think the spreadsheet's gonna you know it's good for me it's good you know i sound like a total degenerate right now um but hey get what you gotta do uh but the pick back to the pick we're going nba um, Atlanta Hawks money line tonight. They're at home against the Jazz. Um, Hawks are four and four. Jazz six and one. Hawks are plus one ten. They've not lost at home yet. Jazz, yes, have only lost one game to the Bulls, um, and they've won two games this week. But you know they struggled against the Kings. They, I mean, they, I mean, they didn't look bad, but they've won two two cupcakes uh, after that. Um, so let's see if the Hawks who. Haven't won the road yet. I don't think or they might have won one road game. No, I don't think they've won a road game yet. They've only won at home, only lost on the road. I love Atlanta tonight. Great value. Uh, Trey Young at home. Ice Trey the game. You cannot go against Ice Trey at home. It is now time for my favorite segment on RMT. Uh, this is what keeps. This is what gets us through the week. It gets us through the week. It's something to look forward to, uh, and it's the Fickner Cup. Fantasy Pod segment, my favorite, you know, it's my favorite thing to do, is to go on this podcast and do this segment. I don't know if you guys can tell or not, how excited I get. Uh, I'm in the basement right now. I'm in Bob's chair, fucking Bob's chair, Bobby Bands, who's not part of the league, but still Bobby Bands, staying calm. Uh, Not going to go the call-out route this week. Um, I've done my... Done my time uh, hopping on the the Veer Veer train, uh, 
the Sean Caniff train, maybe a little Nick Gregory, a little Nick Gregory, and here we go again, the Nick Gregory train, I mean, we're, we're just out of control down here, Gregory, I'm sorry, I love you, but you just had, had to give you a little call out, um, but the biggest news I heard this week was that we have yet another name change in this league, uh, and that is Mr. Boydito going back to his roots to bout that action. I mean, he must have been listening to that last week because I literally said I wish bout that action was back. So much more fun to say. I, I almost wanted to make it my name. I almost wanted to make it my name change. I couldn't do it. Uh, he has those legal rights. I, I, I don't think that's possible. I don't think you can um, change your name to someone's past name. I think that's illegal. Um, but... Ultimately, what a decision. Five and three uh, about that action is. Get that boy Dito out of here. Yeah, he was winning with it. Uh, so I've never seen a name change. So we had the cough daddy route where he went from, you know, curtains to cough daddy when he was losing. Now he's winning. He's won two, you know, two in a row with cough daddy now. Um, spoiler, you know, cough daddy won this week. Um, and But Bordito is riding a two-game winning streak and decides to go about that action. I mean, the ball's on that, man. Uh, respect to his name. He might be my favorite to win the whole thing, besides myself. Uh, besides the saloons, I love me, love me some about that action. Uh, but let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Um, going to week eight results. Uh, and it was a must-win week for a lot of teams, uh, which is why we're going to start with my team, the Sukun Saloons, getting a huge win Against MMC. Here we go again with the MMC Chronicles. He's up, he's down, he's down, he's up. Uh, currently sitting at 4-4 four and four after that loss. Uh, but it was a 96-71 win. A gross win for, for the Saloons. Uh, dealing with a lot of adversity. You know, no no Julio Jones. Uh, Calvin really decides to pack it up and leave. Uh, so I, I, I'm on my way to the Bears game. being like, shit, who am I going to fill in for, uh, for Ridley? But we had... Michael Pittman, biggest game of his life last week, saving the saloon season. You could not go 2-6 and six in this league. You cannot. Uh, the saloon's getting a much-needed win, moving to 3-5, and five, staying in that hunt. Staying in that hunt. Every, there's no one worse than 3-5. and five. We have four 3-5 teams. All right, four 3-5 teams uh, and a lot of 4-4 four and four teams. Uh, and then a lot of 5-3. and three. So it is right there for the taking. Uh, so, want to be part of the party. The saloons, the playoffs started last week. We got to keep it rolling. Huge matchup with McGee's this week. We'll get into the matchups later. But ultimately, huge one of the saloons. MMC looking to bounce back next week. Uh, bout that action. From Boydito to bout that action. Destroying Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun. 117 to 87. That's two in a row now uh, for bout that action. Uh, making it you know the opposite for Dan Fernando's uh, big ticket reviews. Uh, losing two in a row, moving to four and four. Needs Mahomes and Tyreek Hill to pick it up. They're not countering. I don't know what they're what is going on, but they're just not countering. Meanwhile, uh, about that action is probably couldn't counter enough after the name change. Uh, Splooge City uh, down in Baltimore, uh, but huge win for about that action. Uh, keeps moving himself up. Uh, Fernando's son, you know, holding ground, but needs a huge win next week. The Tites, Big Sam, taking yet another fat L, losing his fourth straight 
115.86 to 83.66 against McGee's Human Centipede. Uh, McGee's also moving from 2-5 and five to 3-5. and five, Much needed to win. Much anticipated matchup next week with the Saloons. Both 3-5. and five, Both desperately needing a win. Um, Tite's really falling apart. I mean, we he, Kuhn is now entering his Kuhn stage. He, you know, he's talking shit. He's 4-0. Now he seems to not care. He's lost four in a row. His lineups are trash. What's going on in Kuhn world? What did Vegas do to him? We don't know. But he needs to pick it up fast or he's going to fall right back down to the loser cup. The commissioner, Luke Boyd, taking out his rival yet again, Kaylee's Krusty Clam. 118.42 to 85. Uh, Boyd just always having Ethan Zummer. I mean, Ethan will admit it. He can't, can't seem to be Boyd ever. Uh, it wasn't a difference this time. Derek Henry going down. Huge for Holman. How will he answer? Will he pick up Peterson? I don't know what Holman's going to do. I don't think like, he knows what he's doing. I think he's still in shock. He can still muster out a win. He's going to ride the McKissick train till he dies. But will it be enough to make the playoffs? And last but not least, Team Cough Daddy taking out the number one team in the league, the Conundrums, 124.2 to 77.7. Uh, moving to three and five, that's now two game winning streak. He's now two and zero oh as Team Cough Daddy. So he just wiped the curtains off, off the slate. Cough Daddy is two and zero. Oh. The Conundrums are now six and two. Fine, yeah, they've lost one, but only put up seventy seven. Not a lot of points again. Uh, if the Conundrums aren't, if they're not, you know, safe, uh, they're gonna, they might fall a couple more spots. Um, need need more offense. Need need to find an offensive player. Maybe a trade. Um, but Kind of slumping. I mean, it's a weird. They're six and two, technically the number one team in the league, but it's just something about the conundrums right now. They need to find that offense. It's just not there right now. Um, need to pick up the O to get those dubs. Moving into the power rankings. So end of week eight, the start of week nine power rankings, and we're getting right into it. And number ten, we still have Team Cough Daddy, even though he comes off beating the number one team. He's won two in a row. He's still behind the number nine team, the Saloons, who also picked up a huge dub, moving to three and five, staying uh, at the nine spot uh, like last week. So the nine ten stay. You know, there's more. The Saloons also have four more points, and the the way the thick playoffs work is if even though you beat a team head to head, it goes by points four. So that's what I'm kind of basing these rankings off of now to to the end of the year. Uh, if it comes down to, for the most part, I do have some changes. Uh, but Cough Daddy, also, he wanted to stay at 10. He likes being 10. Uh, that's what he told me. So Cough Daddy at 10, Saloon's at 9. Um, I would have had any, I would have had it like this anyway, since I did beat him head to head, too. Um, so staying at 10, Cough Daddy. He's staying calm, though. He's staying calm. Saloon's at 9. We have Ethan Holman at 8, the Clamps. Dropping from 7. Um, still have more points than Nasser, so that's my thing. Um, but tough loss, not having Henry, going to be tough moving forward. Moving Nasser to seven, um, I think Nasser deserved that seven spot this week. Um, as Holman's team, he needs to find a way without Henry. Uh, and Nasser picking up a dub last week, so switching those two teams around. Uh, can't reward you with a loss, uh, Mr. Mr. Clams. So McGee's at seven. We have Kuhn at six again, barely, barely holding on to the sixth spot. The only reason he's there. Uh, is because he's still technically in the playoffs, uh, and the three and five teams are not. 
Um, a couple more losses for Coon. He's going to be straight down to the shitter. So he's holding on for his life at six. A ticket uh, staying at five. Um, losing two in a row. He's barely holding on to the skin of his teeth. Uh, so going to need a win next week. Uh, Nato MMC moving from three to number four. Um, tough loss to Saloons last week. Not enough offense. Uh, did that trade with Cop Day hurt him in the long run? We'll see. Uh, we'll see about that trade. At number three, okay, we have the Conundrums. Dropping from number one to three. They're still six and two. Best record in the league, but have not been impressed with their offensive performance lately. Uh, got a couple lucky wins. I hate saying I hate saying the teams get lucky when, when they win, but you know, beating teams without putting up 100 three or four times this year, not going to cut it. Um, I like them at three right now. I see them falling. At number two, we have not Boydito, but about that action himself. Uh, moving up from number four last week, a uh, huge win, moving to five and three, uh, really proving his dominance in this league. Yet again, last year was his breaking out party. He's sticking with it this year, staying at the top. Uh, you love to see about that action, showing off that swag. And number one, as much as I hate to say it, the commissioner, uh, he he's five and three, uh, but he's had some good wins. He's been putting up numbers recently. Holman's gonna hate it, but Holman's probably not even gonna listen to this because he lost. He doesn't listen to RMT when he loses. Uh, so, Bordito number or Bordito number one. That's the way it has to be. Uh, but he deserves it. He's been putting up some numbers. Uh, I I thought he him and Bouted Action deserved the nod over Klein, um, which takes us into. Week 9 matchups here. Uh, and let's start with my own. Let's start with my own. We have the Sukun Saloons taking on McGee's Human Centipede. Uh, it's going to be a barn burner, you know, on the road. Um, but, you know, almost essentially even money line. The, the Saloons plus 130 on the road. I'm taking the money line. Um, I love the value for the Saloons on the road. Uh, I see them getting it done. I see it getting them done in a hostile environment. They're ready. I like where we're at this week. The practices have looked good. Uh, and we love, you know, the saloons just have some, some mojo going into this game. We have some confidence. Um, it's always a tight matchup with McGee's. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I love McGee's. Or I love the saloons, I should say, on the road. Uh, about that action, taking on Team Cop Daddy. What a fucking battle this is going to be. Uh, two two name changes right here. Two name changes playing themselves. Um, we're going to have to ride the hot hand. Well, they're both hot. Uh, we're going to take Team Cough Daddy. We love what Cough Daddy has been doing recently with the name change. Recently, that, that trade with Nada looks great. Daryl Henderson and the boys looking good. Um, it's going to be a battle. An- another essentially even money line. Um, but we're taking Ke- Team Cough Daddy at a pick at home. Titties taking on Dan Fernandez Vegas Sun. Of course, these two are playing each other, both 4-4. Four and four. Um, Everyone is just, you know, the saloons and the... And the McGee's are three and five. About the action, Coffin are five and three, three and five. But essentially, you know, they're both on the two-game win streak. Hot, two, four, and four teams playing each other. I mean, it doesn't get better than this. Uh, we're gonna take. Uh, I mean, it's a, this is. A, I I want to take the under uh, in this game. Can I take the under? I don't know if I can. I, I want to take the under in this. Uh, we're gonna ride. We're gonna ride Tate's. I think Tate's is due for a win. He's lost four in a row. Uh, I don't like what. Uh, Vegas has been bringing the last couple of weeks. I hate to say it. I think Tate's gets it out uh, in a gross 80-78 to 78 slop fest. Uh, another big matchup here we have. 
The commissioner taking on MMC. I love MMC in this matchup. The commissioner just moving to number one in the power rankings. Looks good this week. Cooper Cup projected 20. Um, but great value at home for MMC. Uh, plus 180 at home. You love to see that value. I'm taking MMC in this one. I see them moving to five and four, making things even more crazy in the Fickner world. Uh, and last but not least, we have the conundrums taking on Holman's crusty or Holman's crusty clam. I like that Holman's crusty clam. Um, I see Holman getting the W here. He's he's gonna rally. You know, no Henry, no problem. The conundrums. Des- I mean, they don't desperately need to win. They're six and two. I see them losing a couple more games. Clams desperately need to win. I'm taking the clams in this. A lot, a lot of parlaying money lines in this for this value this week. I love this week's matchups in Fickner World. Going to be a battle for the ages. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. It's a cold one this weekend. It's going to be cold from now on. Grab a jacket, sit by the fire, watch some games, some good football on this weekend. Um, you owe it to yourselves. Holidays are around the corner. Make those holiday plans. Get those presents early uh, before everything runs out. I love you guys. I love the support. I love the fandom. I do this for you guys. Real Daddy's out. I'll see you guys next week.